What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so second case here, we have a 36-year-old patient, so a younger patient, suffered a fall onto his back and presents to the emergency department with severe lower back pain. So some kind of trauma here, could have a break in his spine. Let's keep reading to find out. The remainder of his exam is normal, so he doesn't have any significant neurological deficits, which you'd be worried about with injury to the spine, and then he has no significant past medical history, so he's otherwise healthy. His x-ray is taken in the ED and then shown to the right. So again, in the spirit of this uh, lecture, we're going to focus on the radiology images. So again, you want to first, when you look at a radiology image, you want to define what you're looking at. So this is a lateral x-ray of the lumbar spine. You may also hear it referred to as the L-spine. Again, let's start at the bottom, and they already kind of do it here for you. So you can see the sacrum, which is fused here. So you have S1, L5, L4, L3, and L2 here. On x-ray versus MRI, you can't, you, all you're going to really see is the disc space. You're not going to see the discs uh, in other soft tissues. You're, gonna, you're not really going to see the spinal cord, the spinal nerves, or anything like that. It's mainly going to be bony structures, maybe some ligamentous structures. So that's the big difference between x-ray imaging of the spine and, and MRI imaging of the spine. So if we look at the question here, based on the patient's history and imaging, which of the following spinal pathology do you think they have? Well, clearly they have a number of things going on. Before we get into reading exactly what these are, uh, we're going to go through the answer choices here. So lumbar disc herniation. This one already should be decreased likelihood because it's based on the imaging, it's really hard to tell if they have a disc herniation. I mean, maybe if they were decreased space, if these were closer together, that could indicate maybe some compression of the disc, maybe some breakdown of disc structure, disc herniation. But again, you need an MRI to really fully confirm that. Also, he doesn't really have the sy classic symptoms, the radiculopathy. He doesn't have any abnormal reflexes or anything like that. So this is less likely. Spondylolysis. So this is a break in the pars interarticularis. We'll talk about that on the next slide. Spondylolisthesis, this is a slippage of the vertebrae. Again, we'll talk about this on the next slide, and then obviously these uh, combination choices. So let's move on and, di and differentiate what these two are, because we've already talked about this in great detail in our videos. So spondylolysis versus spondylolisthesis. Spondylolysis is a break in the pars interarticularis. And so the pars interarticularis is a structure, it's a portion of the posterior elements of the vertebrae. So posterior elements would be the, this portion back here, basically posterior to the vertebral body. And it's in between the superior articular process and the inferior articular process, and it's going to be right about in here. So a spondylolysis would be a break in this portion. This would be the pars interarticularis here, and this would be a fracture or in this, in this region, which would be spondylolysis. Now, spondylolithesis, if we draw a lateral view of the vertebrae like this. So normally when you have two vertebrae, they're nicely on top of each other. This would be a lateral view. These are the posterior elements and then the spinal process. Here's kind of that shingling look you'll see. So this is a lateral view. You can see they're nicely on top of each other. Now in spinal, this is, would be normal. Now, in spondylolisthesis, 
there's going to be slippage. And so we'll show what that looks like in a second here. And it doesn't have to be overly dramatic. It's just anterior displacement like this of the vertebrae. And this can often be caused by bilateral spondylolysis, so break, breakage or fracture of both pars on both sides. So if we look at this as a superior view here, if you were to break the pars on both sides, there's no structure holding it back, so then the whole anterior element here can displace anteriorly and cause slippage, which would be spondylolisthesis. Versus if you just have it on one side, it's, you still have the other side intact holding it in place. But when you lose both sides to a fracture like this, then it's, you, it's bro broken apart and it can move like this. And this can often be a cause of spondylolisthesis. So we come back to the case and the image here. So again, let's look at this as a lateral x-ray. We got S1, L5, L4. So if you look at here, here would be the pars here, here. You can see these pars look intact here. Here, this white arrow is actually indicating an intact pars interarticularis here. However, if you look at here, there's fading in the image here, or, and this would be corresponding to a fracture of the pars interarticularis. So this black arrow corresponds to spondylolysis. So we at least have B here. Now, if you look at L2 versus L3, pretty much in line. L3 to L4, pretty much in line. Remember, there's that orthotic curvature of the spine like this, so that's why it's going to curve like this. That's normal. Now, if you look at L5 in relation to S1, as you can see here, there's this gap here, and this is moved anteriorly in relation to S1. And so there's actually spondylolisthesis of L5 relative to S1. And so what's likely is that they this patient has this fracture on the other side as well. They have a bilateral pars uh, fracture or bilateral, bilateral spondylolysis, and that's leading to their spondylolithesis, which you can see here. So given that we can't really tell it's a disc herniation by the x-ray, and given that he doesn't have the typical radiculopathy or other symptoms of, or physical exam findings, not likely lumbar disc herniation, definitely has spondylolysis, definitely has spondylolithesis. It's not A and B because there is no lumbar disc herniation that automatically disqualifies answer F. And so the answer is B and C, spondylolysis and spondylolithesis. And so the final diagnosis is bilateral spondylolysis leading to spondylolisthesis. Here, this is a nice image here of a spondylolysis unilaterally. So another way to look at this is that the neck of the Scotty dog is broken. So the neck of the Scotty dog is considered the pars. And so if you outline here, this is like the head of the Scotty dog, here's the neck of the Scotty dog, and then here's the body of the dog here. You can see that here, and so the break where you see this faded portion here, decrease in lucency, that, that corresponds to spondylolysis or a pars fracture. So that's another image there. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you check back every Wednesday for new Da Vinci cases. And then to see the corresponding video for this audio, check out our website at dviacademy.com, where you can also find PDF notes for this audio as well. Also on our site, you can find our book and video packages for anatomy and biochemistry. You can also follow us on Instagram for weekly posts and video. And then lastly, if you have any questions about the content of this video or about DaVinci Academy, put them in the comments and our team will be sure to answer them. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.